Hey, welcome to Alastafa. <laughs> uh, this week we're up in Manchester with the amazing Janice Connolly, aka Barbara Nice. Uh, there's lots of fun to be had in this one, plus some visual stuff that uh, people listening to the audio might like to check out on our YouTube channel after they have listened to it. But, what? Um, come and see us live. We're doing lots more rehearsals this year all around the country, mainly uh, in London at the moment. We're at the Leicester Square Theatre every Monday till April the 6th. April the 6th is sold out, but there are tickets for the others as I speak. Still a couple of guests to announce for that one. We're at the Birmingham Podcast Festival. It's sold out, but let me tell you, Noddy Holder is going to be the guest. That's pretty exciting. And we're in Norwich, which is also sold out. We don't have any guests confirmed for that one yet. We'll be at the Edinburgh Fringe um, for the first 10 days in early August. Um, if the uh, Edinburgh Fringe isn't cancelled by pestilence. And we'll be back at the Leicester Square Theatre in uh, October and November on Mondays all throughout those months with... I just had a burp in the back of my throat. With lots of... Uh, they'll probably edit it out, it's fine. Uh, with lots of fantastic guests uh, lined up in my mind, and I hope they will come to fruition. It's pretty exciting, this uh, lineup of Series 19. Um... We're still watching series 18 at the moment, which also has a pretty exciting lineup with the great guests coming up. So thanks for your support. Become a badger if you want to help us make more podcasts. Tell your friends about the podcast. If you don't want to pay any money, uh, then they can listen to it and then that will get us some money as well. So thanks very much. Let's sit back and enjoy Rahal Astapa with Janice Connolly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Stoller Halls, wherever that is. It's in Manchester, apparently. Please welcome a man who has a 6x3 snooker table in the back of his car. It's Richard Herring. Oh, yeah, hello, Manchester. Not available in the shops. You cannot get this. If you haven't got this, you cannot get it. That's... Uh, Lovely tea. That's a T-shirt for people listening in audio. It's beautiful, though. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Lonely Souls Tornado podcast. Uh, it's, so you've got to come up with new ideas for a podcast. Why, all the lonely people, where do they all come from? Wrong city. Uh, it's almost the worst city I could have chosen. <laughs> <laughs> they get together and then we put them in a tornado and hope they make friends. That's, that's, the, that's the idea of the podcast. You've got to come up with the good ideas. Though I was hanging around with the, the Hacienda... Club. Yeah, Bez was there. Fiona Allen was on the coat check. They call it Relister, but I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that's gonna catch on. Uh, so yeah, I've got a. I, I, I've, on the way up to Manchester, I live in Hertfordshire. I I, I passed Bedford, uh, where I bought a snooker board. To I'm doing a I'm doing a live snooker tournament. It's worth coming to London for. Uh, in December, uh, but it turns out it's, I was thought I'd bring it up and put it up because oh, well, I've got one in the car. I'll put it on the stage. We can have a bit of snooker. But it's a slate six by three snooker. It's pretty heavy. It's not really ideally what I wanted, but it cost thirty six pounds, so I'm happy. <laughs> the guy lived in a manor. He's on eBay. It's on a fucking manor. I drive up. He said, "Yeah, put stuff on. Yeah, it's better than chucking it away." Thirty. Got your thirty six quid, have you, mate? Living in a manor house. 
Oh God, he said he was going to listen to some podcasts. He didn't know I was. Oh, shit. Uh, so, he probably won't pick this one. Anyway, we're in Manchester. Uh, uh, there are lots of things. Uh, the Roman name, Mamuchium, uh, means breast-shaped hill. So that's why, Matt, when you're a Manchunian, that's what you are. You're a breast-shaped hill. thought you didn't know that. The first programmable computer was designed here in 1948 at the University of Manchester. My dad, Keith Herring, worked on that computer in the 1950s, which I only found out on his 80th birthday um, when, they, when he, he had his thesis, it had all been printed up and he didn't understand any of it. It's incredible. I did not know he'd been working on computers that early, which is ironic because nowadays uh, he can't program his TV uh, and, or point his iPad at his face when he's on Skype. So it's, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I'm not kidding, uh, but I've just put this in my sitcom, I'm right writing a, sort of about my dad. Uh, he, he, was, he got a new box to, you know, you can, to, pro, to record TV shows, which you don't have to do anymore, you idiot. Uh, and uh, and he, he couldn't make it work, and he got his grandchild around who came to look at it, and he series recorded the news at 10 by accident. <laughs> he had 30 news at 10s to catch up on. <laughs> Worked on the first computer, my dad. That's amazing. Uh, the... Uh, the Kellogg's factory is uh, next to Old Trafford. It's pretty, uh, the Kellogg's factory in the UK, that's pretty impressive. I don't know if you know this, cornflakes uh, were originally invented uh, to dissuade people from masturbating. So I guess, you know, where should we put the factory in England? Oh, Manchester, that's... I'm saying you're all wankers, mate, that's what I'm saying there. Got you? Uh, might be some more Manchester. Oh, like this, I don't know if there's anything in this. I just thought this was Manchester claims to be the birthplace of vegetarianism. Uh, so it was uh, in the Vegetarian Society started in 1809 in Manchester. And that news must have been a disappointment to all the people in India and ancient Greece 3,500 years ago. <laughs> Apparently it's invented in Manchester. So, um, and as we record this, it's the 2nd of November. Two days since Brexit happened, it's fair enough. <laughs> Not been that bad. Although I'd say the riots on the night it happened, I did not anticipate that. I saw like kids out there just covered head to foot in blood, begging for food. They were traveling from door to door, just begging for food. Some of them, I mean, three-year-old kids caught up in this. It's disgusting. Some of them were just hacked back to skeletons. It was, it was off. But it's, all, it's turned out okay. Brexit's been fine. So there you go. Your Ramonas. Uh, so, uh, this is going out in about three or four months, maybe longer. I wonder if they'll have had Brexit yet at home. That's the, that's the eternal question of this. Uh, anyway, uh, my guest this week... It's only one week. Just this, we're only doing one this week. Is, as normal, don't know why I even said that. She's probably best known as the occupational therapist in The Locksmith. We all remember that series. Will you please welcome Janice Connolly, ladies and gentlemen, from The Locksmith. <laughs> sit down, sit down, but don't trip over my wire. Hiya. Do you remember the, uh, do you remember playing the, that was one of yes, your first roles. I do roles. remember playing the occupational therapist in The Locksmith. She didn't have a name, she was just the occupational therapist. I know, yeah, okay. I did do that, it was a long time ago. This lad does do his research, I do. that's for sure. The Locksmith, don't remember the series myself. No, that's I don't right. Really, it, does, it doesn't seem like a great drama. The, my favourite joke of all time, though, comes from Police Squad, when uh, Leslie Nielsen uh, goes into a place and someone says, who are you and how did you get in here? 
He says, I'm a locksmith, and I'm a locksmith. Uh, that's oh, right. the best joke of all time. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend, Sarah Jane Potts, was in The Locksmith, I noticed. Oh, is, oh yeah. so that created the interest. What did she yeah. play in it? She was, she was the daughter in it. It was a long time ago, I'm not sick. Uh, so it's... <laughs> um, Anyway, let's, uh, let's see where we can start yes, with you. So, uh, well, there's, there's a lot. You, you, we know you as Barbara Nice, but there's a lot. Some people. Where... A lot of people are going, who is she? <laughs> you, look, you look absolutely stunning. Thank you very tonight. much. It's Thank beautiful. You. Thank you for dressing up. I'm sorry I'm in this T-shirt now. I feel foolish. Um, uh, what I'm going you started out um, in bands, which I didn't know about. You were in bands in the 70s and 80s, according uh, to Wikipedia. 70s, yeah. 70s, yeah. Like so you were in a band. punk, rock, sci-fi. Yeah. So you're in a... You know that, that genre. The Ever Readies? <laughs> yeah, the Ever Readies, correct. Surpri surprises? Surprises. Um, you did a song called Jeremy Thorpe is Innocent. Yeah, and the chorus was... <laughs> it was very good, and the chorus was, the Queen did it, and she's still free. <laughs> it's good! <laughs> Look it up, Google it, let's sell those things. Okay. Uh, and Martian. Uh, I had a Martian girlfriend. A Martian girlfriend. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah. Were you the singer? Did you write the songs? I was sort of um, sort of at the side with the tambourine right. and did the backing vocals. I'm a good off off the ball player, right. basically. So I was at the side, but it was fantastic being in a band. Actually, you were in John Peel. John Peel. John Peel played. Um, yeah, Jeremy Thorpe is innocent, and I was. Um, <laughs> in bed in my flat and it's a great feeling when you listen to the radio and then John Peel says and here's you know I can't do I'm not a very good impersonator but here's the Everred is singing yeah. Jeremy Thorpe it's very it was wonderful actually yeah. Yeah. do you think Jeremy Thorpe was innocent? the Queen did it <laughs> and she's still free <laughs> I think it's worse to say the Queen the Queen's alive we can get done for that oh we sorry you take that say, out take no that it's alright she did it She's, I mean, she's almost... She's still free. She's probably shot a dog at some point, hasn't she? <laughs> almost certainly. I'm sure she has. I mean, let's leave it in, and then if she hasn't shot a dog, she can take sue. It she out, can sue me. No, she can sue me. I'm prepared to, I'm prepared to take right, that okay, chance. Right, OK, leave that in then. Because uh, I bet she has shot one. <laughs> it's still not the worst thing that someone in her family has done. No. So it's... Um... No. <laughs> <laughs> Two words, Kustark. Well, you knew about it then yeah, with Kustark. Google it. Yeah, Google Kustark. <laughs> and I Go was on. very excited. Another early thing you did was you worked with John Dowie on Dogman. Now, yes, do you know John? I, well, I know of him. I don't know him personally at all, but I'm a big fan. I've seen Dogman, a, a later incarnation of that show. Yeah, he did it so in this Edinburgh was in Birmingham. Because I'm, I'm from Stockport. I, um, I live in Birmingham. And as part of the kind of art scene going on there was an arts lab do you remember does anybody remember the arts lab movement it was very big so everybody's doing these very experimental things so i played in that uh, john dowie thing hermy the hermaphrodite hunchback <laughs> you couldn't make it up really could you so that's the kind of thing we got up yeah. to yeah so Stockport, got mentioned, and one person went. Eh. Anybody from Stockport? Uh, there's one man. Lighting the viaduct up to yeah. the mighty pyramid. Stockport Market. I mean, keep it free. Stockport yeah. must. Stockport must be bad if you've chosen to live in Birmingham instead. I that is, that is. Now I'm going to tell you now. I wondered when there would be the Birmingham chime. <laughs> I've got to tell you, it's boring to keep having to go at Birmingham. What's that about? I was more having to go at Stockport, really. Oh, right, yeah, that okay. was that was the that was the lowest of the low. No, um, I am fascinated by the sort of anti-Birmingham stuff. Yeah. 
It's because it's full of pricks. Is that what it is? Uh, <laughs> Bovril drinking pricks, isn't it? Then, ah, then that's, okay. what it's, that's what HP it is. HP sauce, <laughs> some of HP sauce, like. love. That's what they like there. No, I love, I love everywhere. I travel everywhere and I okay. love... It's difficult when it gets recorded... Because, you know, obviously when I'm in Liverpool, I say I hate Manchester. But when I'm in Manchester, I have oh, to go to Liverpool, you, you know. So they'll right. find out if they listen to the Liverpool one that I'm just a hypocrite. Okay. But luckily they don't know for the moment. Okay. So we'll be fine today until they listen to the right. Liverpool podcast. Um, so <laughs> what brought you in? You were working for charity. You were working for Bernardo's. Was that before uh, well, all of the showbiz success? Or? Well, yeah, I was born in Stockport and I did loads of kind of youth theatre at the Garrick uh, theatre there was absolutely brilliant then went to Birmingham to to do drama and train as a teacher and then sort of started doing lots of other kind of things really yeah so was that always the intention to go into show business is that that well when I was a kid I my mum used to put me on tables in pubs and I'd sing Little White Bull right (laughs) so it was sort of it's always sort of been an interest yeah I like doing it I like doing it and I guess meeting Peter Kay was like quite a big moment in your career. Yeah, we, I was doing, there was a competition called um, Northwest Act of the Year. I think it was 2007 or something like that. And Peter had won it the year before and he was in the audience. And then he kind of rung me up and said, I thought you did really good. If he's listening to this, he'd be going, that's a terrible impersonation of me. I thought you did really good. You want to be in a, a television programme. So that was very good. Yeah. And so you've worked with him on a lot of things, actually. Yeah. Even like Coronation Street, you played his Yeah, I played his mum. mother, yeah. Uh, and obviously uh, Phoenix Knights, probably best known for, for, for the, uh, the stuff you yeah, did with him. Yeah, more than the occupational therapy. Yeah. <laughs> well, out of the Peter Kay stuff, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry, that's... The, oc- <laughs> the locksmith trumps everything. The locksmith, everything. that's so, We've got to look it up. Let's all watch it now. Um, so, had, what, what, what was the process of getting into... Was, was Phoenix Knight the first thing, or was, this, was there... Were, no, no, there, there was... was this thing called that, that Peter Kay thing, right. which was lots and lots of different small... You, this girl remembers it, I think, don't you? So, they had loads and loads of different scenarios each week. And then the one about the club was very popular, so they chose that one and made Phoenix Knights out yeah. of that. Because it, it was an amazing cast of people. I mean, a lot, of, lot of sort of unknowns, yeah. wasn't it? That he was uh, Daniel Kitson was in it, of course, and Dave Spikey. And yeah. Like, like, Justin, Toby Foster, Toby Justin, Foster. Steve Edge. Yeah. yeah. And you, the, you went off on a jumping on the bandwagon tour yeah. with Paddy McGuinness. Yeah, but we realised Paddy was going places. Okay. We, because <laughs> afterwards, we were kind of signing all these posters and there wasn't much of a queue for us. <laughs> but there was a massive queue for Paddy. Just thought, oh, he's just going to go massive. But he's really lovely, Paddy. So good luck to him. He's smashing. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, good nice lad. <laughs> <laughs> he's a lovely lad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, where did Barbara Nice come from? Was that is it? So was that the, the act you were doing when Peter Kay saw you, or were you doing something else then? Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was Barbara. But I, I sort of started doing stand-up because I started doing, like, I, I, I've been the artistic director for Women's Theatre Company in Birmingham for 35 years. And we were devising all the work and I was noticing the, the stuff that I was devising, making up, was funny and I thought it'd be really good just to try it out on my own. So I started doing stand-up then, really. And then created Barbara because... I was, I was even older. Can't, you can't be even older than you are now, but I was old to start stand-up. <laughs> and I was thinking, what kind of character can I do? Who can I be in comedy clubs that they will kind of accept and go with? So I, I created this 
mother figure, really. Yeah. But I started doing it properly as a double act with a lad called Reg Nice, and I played his mum, Barbara Nice. So we're like a mother and son act. But he's, he left, he went to computers, and I carried on. He went to computers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think he's a magician now, Is actually. he? Well, yes. A lot of people who work in computers think that. But yeah. They're, yeah. they're not. Um, because, well, it's sort of interesting. It's like, because it's, it's a lot of people are doing that now, coming from a theatrical background and some flea bag and uh, chew, uh, chewing gum. Uh, they're all coming from a theatrical background and, do, and sort of doing comedy and taking the comedy world by storm. But you beat them all to it. You were coming from a theatrical... You came with a theatrical... You think I've beaten Fleabag? Yeah, I think you're better, you're better than Fleabag. Yeah, I'm better than Fleabag. <laughs> right, well, thank you. Well, you did it first, and that's uh, what counts. Oh, well, yeah, part of that. <laughs> and so what, what was the process of going on to the Britain's Got Talent you went on to, didn't you? Well, for years I was thinking about doing it, and then you sort of think, oh, well, I can't keep thinking about this all the time. I'll go and do it. And I was pleased to do it, actually. Yeah. Because I was frightened, and I think it's very good to do things that we're frightened of doing. It's frightened on loads of accounts, because it's horrible to be judged. Nobody wants four people judging them. And you also think about your peers thinking, what's she doing that for? And all that kind of stuff. So there's loads of sort of I mean, things it's a risk as well, isn't it? Because, you know, some... You know, the, the, the decision's made pretty quickly by the audience whether they like someone or not, and so... I mean, yeah, yeah I think, I think there was, there's always a good chance you were going to go down well, but if, if you yeah, just step out there and what, everyone just goes, no, I don't like then you've got a sort of humiliating experience. Yeah, what was interesting, because I did it at the Lowry, and um, I, I know that place, so I sort of felt comfortable. But as soon as I put my foot on the stage, everybody started cheering, and I'm a bit worried about saying this, but anyway, Simon Cowell, I don't think, has got much of a sense of humour. <laughs> he might have to get rid of that. He's got a load of money, but... <laughs> I, I could see him sort of looking around like this, like, why is this happening? Why do you, <laughs> why do you like this? Right. So I think he's quite, I think he's bemused by comedy. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. I mean, no, yeah. he would say that. He won't he sue really, me, will he? No, I don't Bemused think he, by comedy. He I sort of doesn't like comedy, I think. You know, he's sort of annoyed no, he, by comedians being on that show, which is Yeah, weird, I think he probably is annoyed but by comedian, Well, you know, comedians do well on it. And yeah. it's, it's, it is, it's an interesting place. A lot of people have gone on and a lot of, have done, you know, incredibly well. You did incredibly well. It does, it does work out. Um, but he definitely doesn't get it, I think. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't get it. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think a comedian the year before had done a, a joke about a bag for life and he didn't know what one was. Right. So, so David Williams is going, it's one of these things. Are you going, oh, right. So that, yeah. He doesn't know things. He doesn't, yeah. know, he doesn't know things. And there was a mild controversy when you were on because obviously... You, oh, yeah, you, she's you a millionaire. Enough. What's well, she doing nervous. here? You're a TV star. Well, You've been know. on Coronation Street twice. I know, and, I know. Yeah. Did, did, did that make any difference? Well, that was one of the reasons I didn't want to do it, really. But you do get people advising you. It's a big, it's a yeah. big show. So they say, that's, that's fine, that's fine. So, well, I've done this and I've done that. It'll be absolutely fine. And then it was all over Twitter. You know, what yeah. kind of a person? She's a liar and all this sort of stuff. So I mean, it's that... not like you were thinking you were going to get away with that. It wasn't no, you were pretending to be some of you words. And also, Barbara is my creation, really. You know, in yeah. Phoenix Nights, I was saying somebody else's lines. And I've been doing Barbara in the clubs for a very, very long time. And I know people like her. And it seemed to me a chance for loads of people to see Barbara, really. That was yeah. the idea in the yeah. end. I mean, you know, I think if you're not, if you're, if you're taking someone else's act or if you're pretending, you know, you're going on in a mask and pretending to be someone else. But it's not like you people wouldn't know, know who you no, are. No, and it's also my, she belongs to me. And really. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like you were a 
a superstar who'd had, you know, your own series and all that sort of thing. You, you, no, that's you're still, right. Look, always, thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> you are now. But you, I'm you, picky, you, not, you'd I'm not. <laughs> you, but you'd work for, you know, you'd work I've for I've worked very hard and I've been able yeah. to make a living out yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's sort of fair enough. And that's, there's no rules on Britain's Got Talent. No, about. it's a talent show, actually. Yeah. And yeah. It, what's really lovely about it is it is a proper talent show and anybody can come on and if they're good and what's lovely about the stage I think is it's like a level playing ground if you're good and people go we like it then something happens and I think it's I can't think of anything else that you can get on with onto without having big agents or I yeah. think it's yeah I think if you think anybody thinking of going on let me know and I'll give you some advice <laughs> it's, you can get you can get there without knowing everybody really. Yeah, it's a yeah. good thing. It genuinely is. I think. And what difference has it made? In your I life? would say about five to ten percent more people coming to see my live shows. Right. Um, I'm doing this. I don't yeah. think I would have done that. Maybe I would have done this. I don't know. I've You're been, I've, been, I've uh, been interviewed by Basil Brush. Okay. So. <laughs> Exactly, this lad's going, now nah, you made it, Barbara. <laughs> I wasn't interested before, but Basil, yeah. And what's he like in real life, Basil Brush, when, when the cameras aren't on? Well, it's so wonderful, really, because there's like a little thing that he, he's, you know, pops up behind. So the guy yeah. who is Basil what? has to be... Sorry to tell you, it's all right. You OK with us? <laughs> he has to kind of be there where all the audience come in. So yeah. it's, it's a, honestly, I think it's quite hard work. But it was good fun being with him. Well, he's got to crouch in a box for a yeah. while. That's yeah, not that's that hard right. work. That's a harder job than crouching in a box. Crouching I was going right. to have him on the Edinburgh Fringe podcast, but we couldn't. I think they just, for that reason, they didn't want him waiting. <laughs> well, also, I had two guests, so he'd have had to wait while the audience are coming in. And then if that's he was first, right. he'd have had to wait. A long time. <laughs> that's right, the old waiting game. Second interview, and he'd that's just right. in a box. Going, that's right. Why did I do you this? He could have put me on first. I yeah, mean, he can't be right. the original bloke doing it, can he? That, that guy's got long gone. He was the original Basil Brush. It's some guy think. who's come in this to be guy Basil knows Brush. About him. Any information on Basil Brush? It can't be the original guy. Can there was a there was a light. Oh, he was an old guy. The guy who did it originally. He'd be like 150 now if he was still in. Yeah, if he was still in a box, fella. I'd think fair play, yeah. mate. I mean, he is in a box thinking about it, but it's, that's not. He's staying very still in that box now. That's right. Um, but yeah, he's taking it over. It's like people taking over Sooty. You know, yeah. it was all right when it's passed down the family. Then suddenly, it's like the body shop. Yeah. Then suddenly, some not even not even called Corbett takes over. It's all right, right when it was right. Matthew Corbett. That's, That's what right. I find dispiriting is that when you look at Matthew Corbett now, he's really old, and I'm old enough to remember when Matthew Corbett was like really young. I mean, I was younger, but now he's like a really. Let now it he go, looks like, Richard. Do you remember? Let it go. go let it go. All this do you remember? Stuff. Yeah, I do remember it. Now he's too old to do City. That's how old he is. Too old to do He's too old to do you got a fair... Imagine you're born into that, though. That's the thing. So you've chosen to be Barbara Nice, but if you were born into the family, someone said, well, you'll get to take over one day, and then you have to... Here's the wig. Yeah, they have to, you have to do it. Here's the you, bag. You resent it. I don't know. My daughter would be very good at being me. She knows the act, for sure. <laughs> um, Rod, Rod Hull resented his... Did he? Yeah, I didn't know that. He resented his emu. I think he did when we, we had him on our show at Fist of Fun. What did he say? We came on Fist of Fun, but we, the reason he came on and did it, he said, was because we hadn't asked for Emu. And so, so, he, was so he was really, he was sort of He was flat. glad. Yeah, he, wanted, oh, he didn't good. want, he was just was flattered good. to be asked to do something without Emu. So if you always get asked to do Emu, you know. Yeah. You know, he's the, he's, Emu doesn't actually do anything, it's just his hand. That's <laughs> the thing. So what, so, did, what did he do without Emu? He was just him. Well, we had a character who was pretending to be Rod Hull. 
It's a, it's a complicated it's story. It's much more complicated it's than it's a complicated story. So he came on in the last show to then challenge this guy and say he was the real Rod Hull, whereas the bad, false Rod Hull was still claiming he was the real Rod Hull. <laughs> it was a very funny idea. And then we were going to... <laughs> We were going Did to reprise it. Did he get commission? Did he get commission? Yeah, no, he didn't. Well, he got paid to come on that. And then oh, we, right. we were going to reprise, we were going to redo the character. And we'd written loads of sketches and recorded a few of them. And each week, the false Rod Hull would do something. Uh, and then re- he had this, fu- he fu- refused to admit he had a real arm underneath. So he'd end up, he'd end up dying because he'd go in a swimming pool and refuse to swim. We'd be using his, and drown. Or he'd go fencing and get stabbed because he couldn't do anything. And then the, we were sitting on this, the studio floor rehearsing the first show and then the news came in that Rod had fallen off a roof and died. How did you, how so, did you feel? How did well, you feel? Sat the first, I, I knew him, but my first... Because <laughs> I'd met him, my first thought was, oh, shit, we can't do the sketches anymore. Exactly! And then, exactly. And then, and then I went, oh, and it's sad. Well, Basil Brush proudly says he's the only person from that era still unscathed, actually. <laughs> yeah, Basil's free. Basil's, Basil. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon he did something. <laughs> Jimmy Cricket, he's all right. Jimmy Cricket's okay. Oh, he's okay. lovely, yeah. He's Jimmy lovely. Cricket's a yeah, good guy. Lovely, yeah. Actually, I saw you were uh, you performed at Jimmy Cricket's daughter's I wedding. I did perform at their wedding. I did yeah. a mass raffle. Yeah. <laughs> do you do a lot of that? Do you get called to do lots of weddings, or is that was that just a that was a treat? Um, to a I, yeah, I do. You know, yeah, I do do weddings. Um, I ain't done a funeral yet, but I do <laughs> definitely do weddings. And people's parties, actually, because yeah. Barbara's a good laugh, you know, and the raffle's great fun. Yes, yeah, so we do. You can a show win a bottle of Dettel. Yeah. Frey Bentos pie. <laughs> You're laughing, look, people go mad for the Frey Bentos pie. <laughs> what, do, what do they have to do for the Frey Bentos they pie? They just, it's a simple raffle, actually. You just have to properly just get a ticket. Right. And it goes in the drum, and people are saying, oh, just cheat. I never cheat. I put everybody's number in. And if I'd have got through to the final of Britain's Got Talent, I was going to do a raffle. So they were right. saying, the producers were saying, can you make it so that, you know, the four win? I was going, no. <laughs> the raffle has to be free and true. Right. It's a wonderful thing. If I'd got... This lad's nodding, it's true. <laughs> it's a lovely thing, I mean, thing, he's won the raffle. Ra- that's the guy with the gorgeous girlfriend from before the oh, show. Oh, he's, he's, he's won so the he's raffle of life. So he's already won the he's raffle. He's won the raffle of life. So I like to look at his face. I mean, listen, look at his face. And then look at her. Look at his face. They're both lovely. They're not lovely. lovely. She's gorgeous. He's a hideous. He's a nice lad. He's lovely, love. Take no notice of him. He's a lovely lad. So yeah, I like (laughs) raffling. I like keeping things really true, actually, and not faking stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think it's. It's better. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's good to know that you did that. Right, I'm going to ask you uh, some emergency questions. Right, okay. This is from the new version of the emergency book. Is this your book? Yeah, with 25 extra questions in the back. So if you bought the green one, you have to buy this for the 25. (laughs) I'm going to ask you one of the 25 questions. Right, go on. I'll tell you what, if I just ask all the 25 questions now, then you don't have to buy the book if you've already got it. Um, Oh, no, hold on. That's not one of the... The question is... Oh, no, that's that's a a bad question. You can ask me anything. Uh, well, why did you put it in the book? Because it's near the end. Right. Uh, if anyone's got that far, they deserve it. <clears throat> okay. What was the weirdest reason you ever skived off school, Janice? You remember? The weirdest reason? Did you ever skive? Were you a skiver? Oh, yeah, everybody skived. It's a, you have to. It's like a rite of passage, isn't it? I, I can't think of a... There's no weird reason. You just want to say, we're not going in, geography. Yeah. What did you... That's it! What do you do? What do you do? I I remember very clearly an interesting experience of skiving. 
our school was near a graveyard and we went into a church, me and my friend Janice, the two Janices we were called. <laughs> and we both were sort of there in this little church and we both said, do you believe in God? Don't believe in God. Do you believe in God? Let's just ask for a sign. And the doors did blow open, I'm telling you. So then we ran out screaming. <laughs> but that did happen. Wow. Wow, you make of it what you will. Mm. Especially uh, this close to Halloween, make of it yeah. what you will. All right. Um, I'll ask you this question, Janice. I said I wouldn't ask you any rude questions backstage. It's but fine. I know. If your genitals had to be replaced by the face of one of the Muppets... One of the Muppets. The face would be able to interact and communicate in exactly the same way Aww, as the Muppet. Big Bird. I mean, that's the Muppet face. <laughs> Every time! Good answer. I'm going to... Um, okay, uh, let's let's see what else came up in these extras. They're not very good. It's all right. This is your book. Love. I know. They're not. It's not very good. Uh, this is a question that came. I was. This happened as I was. Often when I'm just writing the questions, it's just something that happened that of day. Course, yeah. Richard accidentally elbowed Denise Van Outen in the face on Channel Five Celebrity Game Night. <laughs> what is the worst injury you have directly or indirectly caused to a celebrity or person of renown? <laughs> Ever injured anyone famous? <laughs> No. No, okay, good. <laughs> Could have been nasty. They'll sue, love. Well, so I'm saying no. The celebrity, <laughs> celebrity it Game Night. It wasn't me. Celebrity Game Night was an interesting show. It was what on happened? Well, it's what Channel happened? 5, and then it's just, it's sort of a bit like um, House of Games or something like that, but a bit more physical. So it's two teams of celebrities. But they give you a lot of drink beforehand, and then there's a bar on the set that's a working bar. Right. And I was still drinking at this point. I think it was last year. And I got very, very drunk. And so it was... It was a, it was, And then you're putting your hands in things that could explode, and, you know, it was going to explode at some point. And I thought, this, this, they're definitely going to kill someone. <laughs> could have been Denise Van Outen. <laughs> um, all right, how about this? Do you think they should introduce VAR, video-assisted referee, you know, the VAR thing in football now? No, you've lost okay. me already, love. Nowadays, you can replay the football uh, and then see if there was an infraction. It's called video-assisted referee technology. Would you like that in everyday life? What incidents or arguments would you want replayed and resolved from recently? Because I, I, I don't would, want that. I would like to have it. Cause I've Why? Cause you I'm always, this. I'm always arguing with my wife. Right. And then I can't... You know, you get, when you're arguing with your wife, your partner... You get to the point where you can't really quite remember what the argument was about. Yes. And they say, you said this. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't say that. And they go, yeah, you did. I would just like to be able to go prove back it. and prove, prove where, it. I mean, it'd be annoying because it would probably prove my wife was right. <laughs> That's the danger. But that would be quite... You, do, you, do you have arguments like that with your family? Do I'm, I'm never at home, actually. No. I'm always working. <laughs> Good. No, that's, probably, no, that's, that's the, the answer. That's the secret no. to a successful yeah, that's right. family life. Never be there. Never be there. Um, okay, these are, these are, let's see, what are we've done a few of these extra questions. Um, here's another question that came back from something that was happening. Richard has been meaning to clean up the drain outside his kitchen ever since right. he moved into his new house two years ago. Uh, and it's longer than that now and I still haven't done it. What is the longest running chore that you've been intending to do but keep putting off? Um, the longest running chore that I've intended to do. Uh, I don't know really, love. It's not the at, kind you, of thing I spend time thinking about. Do you, do you, do, are you good at housework? I just do what we need to do. Just do what you, you need to do, you know, a chore. 
The word chore's interesting. Yeah. What do you mean by chore? Well, I mean, I think en- having to do anything. Anything you don't want to do. Yeah. I mean, anything. I, resent, I, re- I don't like doing my tax. That's a okay. chore. That That's is a chore. absolute chore, yeah. yeah. I don't like doing But it. you do it, though, right? Yeah, of course yeah. I do it, yeah. Because <laughs> you, get, you can get into Who trouble. You can get into trouble for that. Um... I'll do one more. I'll go. go well, on. I'll, I'll go in. I'll go into the book. I'll ask you. Well, you've sort of nearly answered this, but have you ever seen a ghost apart from God? In God, yeah. <laughs> the connection with God and Halloween was it? Have I ever seen a ghost? I remember being in bed and then looking up, and there was this sort of apparition above. I remember that. There was an apparition in bed. What was it? That's all I'm telling. I've just explained what I've saw. Well, I don't know what it was. Some things you just don't know what they are, well, is it but it human? was there. It was a ghostly kind of apparition. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Make of that what you will. Well, the fact you were in bed, I think it was a dream. <laughs> that's what I'm making I of it. I was kind of thought I was awake. But anyway, yeah. yeah. That's, how they, that's how they get you, those dream no, ghosts. No, I know that's right, the dream ghosts. I had a witch sitting on my, uh, on my chest trying to strangle me Aww. when I was asleep on a dressing room floor after I'd been drinking quite heavily. <laughs> I reckon that was real, though, that one. <laughs> So, uh, you, in 2017, you got the British Empire Medal from... I did, Which yeah. member of the Royal Family did you collect that from? Well, because, it because it's a British Empire Medal, oh. it was something that David Cameron came up with. So oh. it's like a community thing. You'd never get to see the Royal Family. So you get, you get an invitation. So I got mine from Birmingham. And then we got an invitation to um, like a royal garden party. So okay. I thought, which one would my mum prefer to go to? Because the Queen would be there, but it's yeah. a garden party. So I thought she'd prefer to do that than come to Birmingham Town Hall. So we got there. There were absolutely thousands of people <laughs> there. You couldn't see. And then the Queen kind of came down with, I think Philip was there, and some dignitaries, and they went in this sort of a central tent thing. My mother was going, this is a disgrace. <laughs> you should be in there. Go and tell them. But it was... It wasn't one of those kind of events, really. So um, I didn't get to meet the Queen, but I was very oh. pleased to get the medal. It's a yeah. very nice colour, purple. And what's the medal? What's, what, what did you get that for? Doing uh, community services through theatre. Yeah. Um, so you've been doing these... You've been working in the theatre for... A long time. Yeah. 35 years. 35 years, yeah. yeah. more than that, probably. And so what, what's, what sort of things do you do in the theatre when, you, when you're not doing... Well, we've just done a show at, at Birmingham Rep, which is about women and retirement. And what we do is we go and talk to people. I'm very interested in, like I said before, the truth, really, ordinary stuff. So we go and talk to people about what their real experiences are, and then we listen really carefully... And then in this case, we wrote three monologues about women in retirement, right. which was very successful, sold out. Um, we've also got a thing called Phyllis, which is about when we get older, if we fall, it's bad news. You get into hospital and social services and the health service are kind of not sure what to do with you. And for every day over the age of 80, you stay in hospital, it takes a year off your life. So this play, Phyllis, is kind of about that. And I know it sounds miserable, but it's also very funny. Yeah. Because I think these two things can go side by side constantly. It isn't just this or this. In all our lives, we're laughing or crying at the same time. So it's sort of, they run parallel. Yeah. But it's all based on what things that people have told us, really. That's terrific. That's great. Um, and to, will that, are you carrying on with those? Yeah. Are they, will we better see those shows or is it going to be new? New shows um, in the pipeline. You, because we haven't got that kind of funding, we're always having to come up with new stuff. Um, Birmingham's getting the uh, Commonwealth Games, so I'm very interested in doing stuff around women and sports. And we did a great piece called Into the Water, 
in a multicultural area of Birmingham where we interviewed all the women who were going to this uh, women-only session about their relationship with water and out to the community. Then we did a performance where it's in an old Victorian baths and the audience kind of sat there and there were loads of women swimming and you could hear these stories through headphones. So we're going to do one about called Track and Field, about women doing track and field events. Great. Good. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Um, and uh, there was also, you did a gig for Laughing for a Change, which was about mental health, was it? Mm -hmm. um, well, how did you get involved with that charity? There was some funding involved. Right. At the <clears throat> but it's also a very, very important issue. Yeah. And more and more people talk about mental health now, yeah, which is really, really good. Yeah, well, a lot of comedians are. It's yeah. becoming the new... The new it's... Have you seen Joker? Can I talk about Joker? Has anybody seen the film anything. Joker? Isn't it brilliant? It's, uh, <laughs> you didn't, why didn't you like it? Oh, I thought it was all about mental health, really. And I, I just found it really properly interesting. I think it's... I don't... Th and this is really... I don't think there are any bad people. I just think the people are really upset and damaged. Anyway, so... That's I, okay. You can talk about that. Is that okay that? to yeah, say Yeah, we can talk about anything you like. <laughs> I won't get sued for saying there are no bad people. What about Hitler? Was he... Yeah, all, I, was, I, again, right? again, I... Yeah. yeah. He was Honestly. a bit damaged. Yeah. He only yeah. had one ball. <laughs> yeah. Not actually true. He had two. No, it's the other one, isn't yeah. it? Hitler had only got one <laughs> ball. Goebbels had no ball Goebbels are two, but very small. <laughs> Himmler had something similar. But poor old Dada had no balls at all. I think it's had no balls. No balls yeah. it, it's done for the comic effect. Thank yeah, you. It's good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 Hitler. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm fascinated. So the mental health thing yeah. and comedy. It's, it's great to, to, get, to get people talking about comedy, about mental health in comedy. But it's not just for comedy to talk about. It's for everything to talk about. Really. Yeah, but comedy can... Can I, I know it's sort of, but it should also be funny. Well, it should be. I mean, it? you're an entertainer. You're definitely interested yes, in entertaining yes, people, absolutely, and, yes. get, and making sure everyone's gone home and had a nice time. Yes. But that, you know, but then if you're doing theatre, that's Barbara Nice, and then you're doing theatre, you're doing different kinds mm -hmm. of comedy. You know, you can do. There's different, <laughs> different ways. There's of loads stuff. of different stuff. Yeah. But I'm very, very interested, particularly as Barbara, with giving people a good time. So I do things like stage dive and things yeah. like that. <laughs> If I was dressed differently, I would do it. I because, don't. But I think this will come up. <laughs> you can't trust these guys to catch you. Many of them have never touched well, a I'm woman. Well, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I might do it. Because actually, every audience is capable of catching me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, if you're happy to take the liability yourself, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy I'm to... Insured, we've got it. I'm insured with equity up to We're, three million. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we've got it filmed. You know, if something goes terribly wrong, this would be great for the podcast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Should we have a go? <laughs> do I have to do it as well? No. <laughs> you have to know what you're doing, really. Okay. Yeah, let's give it a go. Okay. I might need some music, though. How are you for clearing music? <laughs> have, you, have, have you got some music with these guys, or are you just going to... I haven't really organised anything, really. really? Just, it's when you said out there you can do anything. You can do anything you okay, want. Okay, all right. Then. I can sing. Has anybody got on their phone, Iggy Pops, I'm a passenger? <laughs> <laughs> uh, have they? Is this all right to do? Yeah, it? go yeah. ahead. Has anybody got that passenger? Just look on your phone. Perfect, perfect. Okay, all right. We'll leave it at that then. Keep who's, who's playing it? Who's playing it? Playing it. 
Oh, it's not a phone, we've got facilities, we've got right. We've got extremely good we're tech extre people here. <laughs> we don't need just somebody having a phone. Okay, <laughs> tell him to really stop it for a second. Right. At this point in the podcast, Janice Connolly, a.k.a. Barbara Nice, did one of her trademark stage dives. Now, it will not work very well in the audio podcast. It takes a bit of time and there's nothing really to listen to except extraneous sound. That's the kind of thing people like on Stone Clearing with Richard Herring. Do check out that podcast if that's the kind of thing you're into. But here on Rahalastapa, we have more respect for you than that. So if you wish to view the stage dive, then please go to YouTube uh, and look up Herring1967 uh, and you can view that stage dive in all its wonder and amazement. It was something to see, I can tell you, so it's worth doing. But for now, let's return to the audio podcast where visual things are not allowed due to the audio nature. What was the question? <laughs> what was the question? I can't, even, I can't remember. I can't remember if there was a question. I mean... I can't wait for the... Uh, I can't wait for the audio version of the podcast for their bit. The, pe the first audio stage dive. Yeah. It's We've video it as well, but the, some people listen in audio only and they've missed the treat. Is that like it's, uh... it's just, I just think she's making things happen. Yeah, well, that was... I mean, it's good, but then something like that happens, and how do we follow that? What do we do now? I know that, love, yeah. <laughs> I'll, tr I'll try and do it. <laughs> it's fine. What's your next question? My, well, I'll ask you... I'll ask you... Uh, I'll ask you a couple more silly... Well, you know, we've got, we've got enough. We've got enough in the can. Uh, so uh, I'll ask you some silly questions. And my glasses at the back, by the way. Yeah. Go on. Um, okay. Uh, would if you had a finger that could travel through time, what, would, what would you what would you do with that finger? The finger that could travel through could time. Go backwards or forwards in time, or it can stay where you are in the present. That would be a stupid choice, though. <laughs> You've got to you can go back and affect one thing. You can look through the hole and move stuff around with your finger. I wish I put money on Boris Johnson being prime minister because I knew he was going to get in, even though I. Absolutely don't like him. I wish I'd gone to Ladbrokes. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that with a, you can go back on a computer and tap it in. And put a bet in. I mean, you could bet on a lot of things, though. You'd probably get better odds on <laughs> Southampton being beaten 9 0 by Leicester at home. That, That's that, that right, way you'd love. get better odds for that. That just happened. Or England losing at rugby. <laughs> I didn't watch it. What did you watch? I it, didn't. I, listen, I was driving up in, uh, to uh, collect my snooker table. <laughs> Uh, and come here, uh, and I was listening to it on the radio, and it was in the pouring rain, mm. uh, just the listening, I don't think it was raining in Japan. I wasn't that bothered. In fact, I mean, enough time has passed for the people at home to have processed it. The, okay. people, <laughs> the, people, the people here are furious with me. But They're furious. I felt the, uh, the way, it's much nicer that South Africa won that, with the black captain and bringing that country together at a time when it needed it. Luckily, in the UK, we're not divided no, that's in the same right. way. So we don't... That's it wouldn't right, have, we are united. Wouldn't have helped us. Well, certainly not in England. We're all cunts here. Um, <laughs> if it was the United Kingdom uh, team, we could have done something. But, uh, yeah, so, no, I, did, I, w I wasn't too upset about that. I listened to the Cricket World Cup in the car on the way to one of these, and that was amazing. And I arrived at the venue 
just as we won on the final board. So okay. that was, in, that was uh, incredible. To, and even to listen to. So sometimes, you know, something visual works. Yeah, that's right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> really, it should have, I should have been crossed. describing it now. What's happening? Yeah, you should <laughs> have done Connolly. that. Could you do that? I can do it later. Yeah, okay. But, you know, I also, fuck, fuck those people who won't watch the videos. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, what? look, it's been... I, I don't know if we can even follow it. I was going to ask you about throwing yourself off stage at the Birmingham. It was the, it was the, the Birmingham Mac, but that was that, wasn't it? That was what we yeah. just did. That was my... That was That's my it, love. Thing. That's it. Uh, so what's got, what have you got coming up? Is there any, have you got anything big planned with Barbara um, or anything What we're doing... Um, I've got some Christmas shows coming up. When does this go out? Is I there mean, any point mentioning? I mean, it goes out next year sometime. Right, OK. <laughs> I am with Larry in November next okay. year. There you go. Yeah. It'll be in time for that. 2020. Uh, I'm and doing bits of kids. I'm very interested in kids television, actually. Okay. So I want to do more of that. I think it's a, a great thing to do. It really is, yeah. Okay, well, we'll look, we'll look out for that. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for coming down. Ladies and gentlemen, give a massive round of applause. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Barbara, nice. Thank you very much. Go and have a drink. We'll be back next week. Will it be all right? You have been listening to Halastapur with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Janice Connolly. Thank you to Pest for providing the music. Thank you to everyone at the Stoller Hall, Manchester, and to Chris Evans, not that one, and everyone at Go Faster Strike. The, I'm indebted to my series producer, Ben Walker. I'm also indebted to my fantastic executive producer, Alison Munro. Oh, my God, they were a brilliant executive producer, much better than the shoddy lot we've had up till now. I didn't want to say anything at the time, but they were all shit. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Head to GoFasterStripe.com to buy trump cards, emergency questions books, three for £20, all three different books for £20. You can buy my DVDs and downloads. And you can also become a monthly badger and help us make more podcasts as well as getting loads of bonus extras. GoFasterStrike.com slash badges if you want to help us make even more podcasts, this and other ones too. Thanks for listening. Now go on your way.